future. What stars that? What's up? A decent band joker. How you living, y'all? Thank you for listening to FarsideTV.com. You are listening to Side Life Radio. And always, I'm your host, a decent bishop of hip-hop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zatoichi. Domo arigato a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, a.k.a. the Iron Hook Assassin, a.k.a. Uncle House Shoes, a.k.a. the Black Cortez Killer, the Black, Black, the Black Cortez Killer. You know what I mean? Yo, welcome. Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast giving you West Coast perspectives on hip hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends. Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium, bruh. Like the bishop, you know what I mean? So welcome to Bishop Chronicles, you heard? You can be down now, or you can bow down later, you understand? This is West Coast OGs all day out here. That's what I'm talking about, boy. Yo, so thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, If this is your first time listening, you got to understand, when you listen to the Bishop Chronicles, it may not be the best thing. But it's show enough, it's the West thing. I said it's show enough, it's the West thing. See how I went to church? All right, amen. Amen to the congregation. Um, Yeah, man, thank you for listening. I hope you're having fun. I'm chilling. It's a good day. It's kind of stormy out here, bro. When is the, Hey, if you live in the Bay, tell the truth, man. This weather is not cool. But at the same time, last year, this time, the sky was orange and half the state was on fire. So, you know what I'm saying? We always going to complain. We always going to complain. But I still don't like it. I need that sun, man. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Throw on that 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 tank top. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Have my dicky shorts down there right below the uh, kneecap, bro. You know what I'm saying? With the socks up high and the Cortez on. You know I just got some new black leather cortez bro when is nike gonna sponsor me bro nike needs to sponsor intellectuals bro why you know what i'm saying look i'm not saying you don't need jordan or zion or you know what i'm saying whoever else out there bro what about the smart brothers bro we don't wear shoes we walk around here in flip-flops all day i do jujitsu i wear flip-flops all the time that's not the point the point is that nike could sponsor the og you know what i'm saying we need to start a campaign for that a, a Cortez campaign for the Black Cortez killer one time. You know what I'm saying? It's good for the brand is what I'm saying. Follow intellectuals, bro. It's good for the brand. See what the Smart Brothers is rocking. Know what I mean? Where our style at? We got style. We got swag, bro. Lace me. Um, in the meantime, me and my boy Mike. Mike is always, hey, he's waving to you right now. Mike and I would like you to go to Spotify or iTunes and subscribe like right now. We also want you to go to Mixcloud and subscribe right now. And if you're on Mixcloud or iTunes, we need you to leave a positive comment after the show, dog. And we need you to pass this show on. Any show you like, pass it on to a partner. You know what I'm saying? Just one. Just one. One partner, one show. That's all we're saying. That's how that's how we're going to stay alive together. That's how we're going to stay alive together. And if you want to hit me up directly, what you do is you go to the IG, bro, Insta Grizzle, and you hit me up at Real Hip Hop Chess, all one word, all lowercase, at Real Hip Hop Chess. You follow me, I always follow back, bro. Always, you know what I'm saying? I always hit people back when they be like, hey, what's up, Bishop, bro? I'd be like, what's happening for real? What? Woopty boop, ooh, ooh, you know what I'm saying? And we just chop. So hit me up if you want to hit me. Um, Now we get into heartbeat props. Heartbeat props are where we give props to the people who do good in our life. And the whole point is that we want you to call three people today. And spend at least five minutes not just reaching out to someone who's helped you. Reflect on that, okay? But call them and be specific about how they have impacted you. You know what I'm saying? And we give Heartbeat Props. It's based off Digital Underground song of the same name from way back where they were encouraging you to give props while people are alive and not wait till people to die to be giving them props and posting RIPs and wearing T-shirts. When You could have bought a T-shirt from them when they was alive, but you was, you was, you was, you was too busy or hating, and now they dead. And you'd be like, man, I'm, I'm never going to take this off anyway bro uh heartbeat props first up eric arnold 
one of the dopest, coldest, most consistent, and most knowledgeable writers of the Bay Area. Hip-hop nationwide, worldwide, really, but I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying, I'm focused on the Bay right now. And he had a big hand in the exhibit, Respect Hip-Hop Style and Wisdom, last year at the Oakland Museum of California. You know, uh, me and him been hanging lately. He's been lacing me on different stuff. I've been lacing him. We've been just cooling. And yeah, shout out to Eric Arnold, bro. You, 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 you do a lot of good service. He does a lot of good work helping the arts community thrive in the city of Oakland, despite all that gentrification is trying to pop off. You heard me? Now I'm going to give props to Denny Prokopos. I went there and trained, you know, 300, bro. Like, if you in the jujitsu community, you already know Denny 300. Now, I mean, now if you don't know Denny 300, then you know what I'm saying? That's on you, bro. You're not really studying how you should be studying. But anyway, I went on Friday. Friday was the year anniversary of me almost dying. On the 24th of May last year, I almost died from a bacterial infection. And you know what? It really messed up my head. And then like right after that, like a month or two after, my now ex-wife bounced on the OG when I was still in recovery. And my whole life was changed. She moved hella far. I, I was spun out. You know what I mean? And hella people from the jiu-jitsu community kept me sane. Denny Prokopos was one of them. And I didn't want the anniversary of all that drama and trauma to stick to my heart negatively, you know? And, you know, through my meditation, through my prayers, through my homies looking out for me, you know what I'm saying? Through my homegirls looking out for me and, you know, my family members, you know what I'm saying? Um, I... You know, look, man, I, I've already told you I was super depressed last year, you know what I'm saying, and, and a good portion of this year. And and I was like really on that lightweight suicidal vibe, like not lightweight, but for real. And uh, it was people like Denny who got me through, man. And so I went through on my anniversary of that day and I wanted to train jujitsu because I figured, yo, if I'm alive, bro, and I'm a thrive, bro, then I'm really going, you know what I'm saying, be out there. And now my life is so much better. Oh, my God. Physically spiritually, mentally more aligned, upright, doing what I love. It's crazy when you got to walk through that fire sometimes, ain't it? But it's what we do. And then I interviewed Denny. So he's actually going to be on the show after this one. So shout out to Denny um, talking hardcore jujitsu. All my real jujitsu people, be ready for that one. Be ready for that one. That's going to be a two-parter, actually. Uh, so shout out to Denny Prokopos. And you should follow him on IG already if you don't. And then finally, Christy Z. My sister, Christy Z. The DMC DJ Battles is actually tonight. So I'm going to go. You know, we hosted the DMC Battles like two years ago, HHCF. And we're sponsoring this one. So I'm going over to Oakland to see the battle tonight. Real excited. If you've never seen a DJ battle, man, you need to really... Do that, especially if you got kids. If you got kids and you're into hip hop, you need to take kids to b-boy jams and battles and you need to take kids to DJ battles. And of course, graffiti, you know, um, that's where I think like parents who are afraid of having their kids involved with hip hop, they, they miss the idea that you're only focused on the rap portion. You need to let your kids use the dance and the DJ elements and, 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 the, and the graffiti elements to enrich themselves and have fun, man. And, and it's just fantastic. So every time Christy throws a jam, you know what I'm saying, it's off the chain. So we go into that. And now we're getting ready to go. Drum roll, please. We're going to the West Coast Word of the Week. This is a new series where I lace you on how we do out here. I'm throwing up a dub right now. You know what I'm saying? So you can understand how we do it out in this West. So anyway, um, today's word, loke. Loke. So, you know what I'm saying? This is an abbreviation for the uh, Spanish term loco, which means crazy. You know what I'm saying? And, um, People always forget, man, because blacks and Latinos, you know, especially on the West side, blacks and Mexicans in the hood, we was always in the same hood. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of Latino impact on hip hop that we don't really think about um, when we think about hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And one of the main ways that you see it is in the language, right? You see it in the Dickies. You see it in the lowriders. You see it in the car culture of hip hop. That's all Latino car culture. You know what I'm saying? That's why when we had respect uh, at the Oakland Museum, you know what I'm saying? The OG had to go holler at the real 
OGs to get that lowrider in the building. Who remembers on opening night when bruh who owned that car got in it and was hitting switches on the red carpet? Huh? <laughs> you know that was sick. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Loke. Loke is short for loco, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, if one of the dudes in the hood was really about that life with his hands, you know what I'm saying? He was beating on fools, knocking them out, Debo style, you know what I'm saying? He would get that term, loco. And so, on top of that, then, you know, like, back in the day, if you really from the West, you remember there was two kinds of sunglasses that the real G's wore. The first was murder ones. My boy 12 Gauge used to rock them murder ones. We call him AK Black now. But yeah, 12 Gauge used to rock them murder ones. He was the first dude I knew with murder ones on. And the other ones that he wore were Lokes. L-O-C-S. Because everybody who was down with that crazy life wore Lokes. So, you know, if you look at Easy e and you look at Ice Cube and you look at all the old school stuff, them dudes, them sunglasses, those are Lokes. And that's why when you see, um, what's that? What's that boy today with the Tatiana song? He said something, something, something on the dead Lokes. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about his dead homies. You know what I mean? So now you know. Now you know. West Coast word of the day. Oh, oh. Yeah, the Tatiana. What is the dude's name? <laughs> Tatiana bust down. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, I guarantee you that dude's got like one more album and then we'll never see him again. Swear to God. I'm not impressed lyrically. And I'm not hating on the youth. He's garbage. He's really not fresh. But I do like the song. I don't like it, but I respect why it's a hit. You understand what I'm saying? So crease your khakis of that before you go rock, rock. You know what I mean? Uh, just kidding. I got too excited right there. We non-violent out here. This is the Bishop Chronicles, and we love peace. Because um, I ain't be got no weapon. <laughs> hey, who knows where that movie, that, that's a movie line. I ain't be got no weapon. Who knows the old school movies? Um, you know, I was just humming that song, you know, uh, on the last show too, uh, Got Beef. I said, if you got beef, you know what I'm saying? The Snoop Dogg and them. You know what's funny? I never really realized why I like that song, bro. I like that song because of J.O. Felony. Well, I like the song because it's dope. And it's, 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 it's a dope track. But, but, J.O. Felony had this line that I didn't realize was giving me subliminal flashbacks. And um, he got this line where he says, um, some, 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 I gotta go get my nine again. And then Snoop says, it got a body on it from a party, don't it? Yeah, now I'm trying to sling it, but don't nobody want it. Now, if you have a gun with a body on it, that means you killed somebody with that piece. And back in the day, the 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 I mean, it's not back in the day, they still do it now. You know what I'm saying? In the hood, you know what I'm saying? If 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 you was trying to clap somebody, you would use a throwaway, right? Which is a one-time use gun. You 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 clap people, you throw it off the bridge or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm not self-snitching. But what I'm saying is that back when I was young, I, I got uh, ran up on and stuff and, and I got upset and so I got a throwaway from a dude and uh, I was looking to clap these people who had um uh, done um, hardcore intimidation tactics and I couldn't find them and I'm glad like I really almost made one of the biggest mistakes in my life. Y'all wouldn't even know me because I'd either be like clapped up from doing what I was fixing to do or 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 I'd be in jail for doing it. You know what I mean? Um, and a, a few years later, the person who who gave me that throwaway, I talked to him and he was like, hey, because, um, you know, um, there was things you could do to the gun to mess up the grooves and the bullets. And, and, and that was done. And that's part of why you why you did it, you know, to mess up the forensics. And so um, years later, I, I I was talking to that guy and he was like, yo, did you ever use that gun? And I was like, nah, man, you know what I'm saying? Like my dad found the gun and he took it. And I have to say that like parents, I don't agree in like um, invading your kid's space. But if you think your kids really not like on some paranoid weirdness, if you really think that your kid is going to do something to really derail their life, you got to step in. And so I got to give my pops props. Salute you, dad. I love you, bro. For real, forever. Um, 
because he saved my life. I absolutely would have ruined my whole future with that. You know what I mean? Um, but he told me, yo, that gun had a body on it from Florida. Blood! I was so mad. Why would you give me a gun with a body on it already? Because, like, if I would have got caught, like, pulled over and that gun was in the car, I would have had to take the L for a body I had nothing to do with. And this is why you stay away from the streets, kids. For real. I don't even talk to that dude no more. You know what I'm saying? Stay away from people like that, bro. So what have I been up to? Man, your boy has been a victim of identity theft, bro. Identity theft. So I went to LifeLock. Remember I told you they was going to handle it and I was kind of unimpressed? Never use LifeLock. Listen to me. If you ever quoted the OG, never use LifeLock. Ever. Um, I had to get rid of LifeLock in 48 hours because everything I purchased never arrived. They were weak. Anyway, uh, I had to switch over to a company called Identity Force. If you have ID issues, go to Identity Force. And they didn't pay me to say that. I'm telling you that I had a completely horrible customer service situation with, with LifeLock. And now I got Identity Force and things are much better. Um, other than that, you know what I'm saying? I've been kind of chilling, man. Um, slacking on the workouts a little bit, diet's a little out of pocket, but I'm, I'm back in the building right now. You wouldn't tell because the cuts are still devastating. The guns in Navarone, these arms, oh yeah, they're fresh. The abs are still there. They just don't have the like, the, 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 the definition that, you know, most people are used to. So I'm about to tighten that up. What am I listening to? I'll tell you what I'm listening to. The OG Mike T. If you know about the Bay Area rap scene, you know Mike T. M-I-C-T. He's on Instagram right now as at Michael Wall Street. Bro, I got so much love for Mike T, man. We go way back. And like, you know, you remember when they had that thing on um, Hip Hop in the Bay that was on Netflix? Like, it's cool and I'm not hating, but there's a lot that got left out. And that's good. That's good that a lot got left out. I'm not mad at them. But one of the things they completely neglected was the impact of Hyro, uh, 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 Living Legends, and 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 people like Mike T, man. They, like The underground boom bap backpack battle scene was not a joke. And Mike T was one of them real dudes. And he got a song called Die Rapping right now. He got a song called Die Rapping that you need in your life. I'm trying to tell you, Die Rapping is hard. Bars and beats. You feel me? Um... So shout out to at Michael Wall Street. You need to follow that dude and you need to peep him because he raw. Um, also, crazy in the news, I saw that the Nipsey Hustle Puma shoe is coming out this fall. Man, do you know how crazy these stores going to be when they drop that shoe, bro? The Nipsey Hustle Puma shoe, fall 2019. That's going to be live. Um and you know what? Shout out to Puma as a brand for rebranding themselves well and even identifying that Nipsey Hustle is actually raw. And a shame on all you other shoe companies, except Nike, who I'm hoping to get a shoe sponsorship for, for not going after, you know, like independent artists in the community who are already dope. Like, don't wait until people fully blow, man. Look at the dudes that are live. Give them a sponsorship and everybody rise is what I'm trying to tell you. You know what I mean? And then finally, and then finally, what I'm going to talk about is something that I think is hella fresh. Um, remember I was talking about that unwrapped CD that came out, Hidden Beach, right? Unwrapped Volume 8, The Chicago Sessions, is now available on multiple digital platforms. Now, if you don't remember what unwrapped is, unwrapped is where, like, you have jazz musicians playing live remakes of jazz and classical uh beats from hip-hop man ridiculous so the chicago sessions uh was recorded in chicago by chicago musicians right then they got remakes of gucci Mane's miss my woke scissors love galore j cole's atm and jay-z's the story of oj i talked about that and that travis scott jam that i like uh pick up the phone Listen, do not sleep on Hidden Beach recordings as a, as a label, period. You know what I'm saying? It's really sick. And if you love, again, when, you, when we're talking about parents and teachers and you're talking about like 
exposing your kids to hip hop and the and the beautiful musicality of hip hop. Is that even a real word? I think I just made something up. I'm not sure. Musicality is that a thing? The harmonies, the melodies. You know what I'm saying? It's it's dope to play these kinds of instrumentals because you know what? When I was when we first started throwing HHCF jams, we played Hidden Beach recordings, and the parents would always come up because they were afraid that we was gonna play like two live crew while their kids like playing chess, and they'd be like, "Yo, what album is this?" I'm like, "This is this is classic hip hop stuff," and they were always blown away. And one of the things I always believe when it comes to hip hop ed is that the case has still not yet been properly made for the musical genius inside hip hop. So yeah, Hidden Beach, man, you need to go cop that like immediately, immediately. So what am I reading? I'm still reading How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, P-O-L-L-A-N, an incredible book about um, people using like LSD and mushrooms to help people recover from post-traumatic stress disorder and things like that. But I stumbled across something I want you to pay attention to. This is real right here. How many people know about MK Ultra? MK Ultra is something I already knew about. Uh, but I think a lot of people still don't understand how much our, your government has played a role in disrupting um, clear thought. Listen to this. MK Ultra, a mind control operation by the CIA, was giving military personnel and civilians LSD with the goal of mind control. In 1975, the Rockefeller Commission investigated the CIA, disclosed that the agency had been running LSD experiments in Maryland at Fort Detrick as part of a mind control project called MK Ultra. Okay, an internal memo uh, the commission released concisely set forth the agency's objective. Listen to this. This is the CIA. Can we get control of an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will and even against the fundamental laws of nature, such as self-preservation. That's a quote. And it was revealed that the CIA was dosing both government employees and civilians without their knowledge. And at least one person died from the result of that. I want you to think about that. Crazy, right? So in other news, um, I got a really dope book of poetry, man. A really dope book of poetry, right? Rosewater Syrup by Maha Zemo, M-A-H-A-Z-I-M-M-O. Follow her. Maha, M-A-H-A-Z-I-M-M-O. An amazing book of poetry. With a ma I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but I do on this one because the book cover is fresh. And follow her on IG for real. Um, it's 84 pages of very powerful poetry on love, family, faith, very moving words that will touch your heart for real. If you love poetry, this is it. If you have daughters, sisters, cousins, grannies, this is the kind of poetry book that you want to get for them. It's very um, inspirational. Also, quick shout out to prideclothing.co. They dropped this Ice Cube shirt. Remember uh, Lethal Injection, the cover art? So they got this dude... Uh, uh, with headphones on and the cord is going to a syringe, but the syringe, it says jujitsu. It's a jujitsu clothing brand. Shout out to prideclothing.co. They laced me one of them shirts, you know what I'm saying? And I'm hella juiced about it. You should cop one. He's got like a whole, he's got a Nipsey Hussle Crenshaw grappling club. Sick. Um, so check them out. If you like hip hop and jujitsu, that's where you need to go. You know what I'm saying? And, um, now, speaking of Maha and rose water syrup, make sure you go cop that. Not kidding. Um, let's jump into the show. All right. I got Tyson Amir on. It's an amazing show about hip hop and education. I still say West Coast hip hop education, gaping hole in the respect for West Coast hip hop scholars. I'm not speaking against any individual or organization on the East Coast. I'm saying that the West Coast needs its own archives. The West Coast needs to champion its own scholars. And the West Coast needs to really um, amplify the groundwork that's being done by so many in the Bay, in LA, in Portland. 
okay? Just like the regular history of hip-hop is too focused on East Coast, so is the educational impact and achievement, and we need to change that, and that's why Tyson Amir is on this show, Bishop Chronicles, Farside TV, Side Life Radio, West Side! Let's go. Peace to the planet Earth, you know what it is. All right, it's Bishop Chronicles, boy. You know what happens when the South Bay Shogun shows up in your earpiece, boy. You know what happens when the Black Cortez killer, you know what I'm saying, a.k.a. the Black S.A. show up. I always bring you the coolest people, all right? Of course I do. You know that I bring you the coolest people. So I have a friend here, right? But, like, if I say that he's my friend, it kind of undercuts his skill, right? Like, if I tell you how long I've known this dude, like, it's been a long time, you know? How long I've known you? Right, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute, right? <laughs> like, it might be 20 years or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a long time. His name is Tyson Amir, man. He has a book called Black Boy Poems, man. Like, I remember when he first handed me the book and I was just blown away, man. Like, you know, like, of course, like, when you talk about poets and you talk about you know people who love their people and people who love the truth and champion the truth and bring the truth not just to the people in general but the young people and the, the youth you know specifically like you know you might you might mention James Baldwin you might mention the Watts prophets you might mention the last poets you might mention Nikki Giovanni you know what I'm saying and you can get rightfully consumed in that because they're beautiful people with beautiful missions. But a lot of times, right, if we've learned anything from the uh, tragic murder of Nipsey Hussle, we learn that, like, there's people in your community doing real work that should be celebrated while their heart still beats. You understand me? And so every time I have a guest on here, you better know, like, I'm not I'm not one of your favorite local radio stations, right, that be feeding you whoever the corporate people tell me. I bring you the realest people who are on the ground. I don't care whether they're on the ground in Syria, South Central Los Angeles, Oakland, California. I'm going to always bring you the realest people. So I want you to welcome Tyson Amir to the Bishop Chronicles, man. Thank you for being on. Bro, man, it's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a pleasure. Nothing but love and respect, bro, for, for what you have been, what you continue to be. Uh, institution, man, uh, I mean, so much, bro. I've learned so much from you. I've been inspired by your example. So to be here and to build, let's do it, man. I'm yeah. excited. Let's make it happen. So, you know, again, man, like, <clears throat> you know, you got this book called Black Boy Poems. And you put it out, was it a year ago or two years ago? How long has it been out? Oh, nah, man. So I put out Black Boy Poems October 15th, 2016. So on the 50th okay. anniversary of the Black Panther Party. So we're approaching three years. And what was the inspiration for Black Boy Poems? Because like I feel like Great question, the, the, the timing was so perfect for it. Like I knew it was a well, good book, but the timing that, was perfect. Man. That part, Talk to it's, me. it's interesting, bro, because it's like when it comes to this idea of, of timing, bro, I think we've been in the process of creating material, content, man, trying to build institutions, trying to connect communities for so long. And because of the conditions of that we have experienced through the 20th century, now moving into the 21st century, yeah. right? It's always been the right time for that type of content. But it hasn't received the same uh, type of attention that some other type of content has received. Right. And so the material that I have in Black Boy Poems, it's the same stuff that I had on my albums from 2002, 2003, you know what I'm saying? 2005. Yeah. What is Bond? You got to understand that, 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 that these are Black Boy Poems, but... Tyson Amir wrecks mics as an MC That's regularly was, and bro. has been wrecking mics. Yeah. That needs to be acknowledged. Shout out to uh, my man on beats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't leave that brother out. Ever. But that's what I'm saying, man. So, like, it's been an evolution. You feel me? And so then when this moment came, the actual inspiration for the idea happened not that far from where we are right now, bro. It was around May, June 2015. I remember I was posted up. Pacifica mm -hmm. at the beach mm -hmm. and I'm like I can do this yeah the idea came and Just that's boom. not the way that ideas usually come to me like as a writer especially for for songs I would never have a concept it would always be I'd hear the music and then I respond to the music mm. similar to like an improvisational jazz musician right like whatever it pulls out that's what comes out but this the moment that it hit I was like I'm gonna do this book 
I'm going to build a curriculum behind it. I'm going to build all this other stuff behind it too. All of that was there. So it was a matter of executing. And you were one of the first people that I hit up after that because I was like, bro, I don't know how to do a book. Yeah. What you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he reached out to me because I, I had... I don't know if I had just dropped Bobby Bruce in the Bronx or if I was you were, about to. You were getting ready to drop that. Yeah, yeah. And so he hit me up and he was like, yo, like, I got this idea. I want to do a book. And I was like, oh, for sure. Let me tell you. And let me tell you, man, like, a lot of times when we talk about black empowerment or when we just talk about entrepreneurship, period, like, like beyond blackness, right? Like, we always talk about like, oh, you know, the community needs to rely on one another and, and share resources and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people actually hate. Yeah. A lot of people actually gatekeep. A lot of people actually go out of their way to block you, especially if they feel like what you're doing will compete with them mm -hmm. or take light from them mm -hmm. and all that. And the Bay Area has this psychology as a cancer, man. Like, I, 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 you know, I don't travel as much as I used to, but L.A. is not like this, bro. New York is not like this. Florida is not like this, man. We hate on each other in the Bay. Mm. You know, we always can do more than we do. But you know what? If you really understand how infinite the universe is, for real, mm -hmm. if you understand how infinite this earth is, if you understand how infinite your brain and heart and potential are, you are not threatened by those kinds of things. So as soon as he hit me, I was like, I'm going to plug you to the lady who helped me make my book. Exactly. Bro. I'm going to plug you to the best ideas about marketing and whatever. And you'll probably have better success than I did because I got caught up with this Bombada scandal and now my <laughs> book's in the trash because of a punk-ass, mark-ass child molester from the Bronx named Africa Bombada. But I want good things for you, Tyson. So I'm going to tell you everything that, that I can do. And you truly ran with it and manifested beautiful things, bro. Bro, you, you put the baton in my hand and I ran, bro. And that's that's the tradition that we come from, though, too. Man. You know what I mean? Like, we was raised up in a generation of cats who, if I had it, I'm going to make sure that you get it, you yeah. understand it, and then you take it and you innovate further. Yeah. And and he did that. You really That's did that, happened, man. This, the book, and let me be clear, because I already knew you, so I knew that the book wasn't going to be whack. I knew that the book was not going to be even average. Nah, bro. I knew that. That's like, not, I knew that. That's not what we do. Yeah. But, man, you really blew me away. Right on. You really blew me away. Like, I'm telling you that as an artist, as a fan, and, and as a friend. A friend last. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm telling you as a fan. You blew me away. And then I brought him over to John O'Connell High School. Uh, yeah. And he tore it down. They they never stopped asking about you. Like ever, dude. They never <laughs> right stopped on, asking about you, man. That's how it should be. You know? And when you put this together, what was your vision? Bro, the vision for real, man. <clears throat> so when the idea came, I had a Ford. It came to me as a four-phase plan. Okay. The first plan, the first part of the, the first phase was book. Get the right. book done. And then with the book getting done, I knew that I needed to create videos for every poem in the book. So the way that I put the book together has 16 main chapters. Every chapter has the same three elements. It begins with one of the original compositions and most of, the stat, most of that verses from songs, from albums that I've done before, or the straight-ahead poetry pieces, right? Right. But before somebody classifies me as a poet or anything like that, I'm an MC, bro. I learn how to rhyme. You a master of ceremonies, bro? You got <laughs> you got you got Mike skills, dog? Bro, I learned how to rhyme. East Side San Jose. I had OG partners who put me on. Ciphers day after day. That's it. So first of all, understand that he's representing Shark City, boy. You understand me? Y'all sleep on the 408. You understand the 408 is the crown jewel of the whole bay. And I'm going to say that with no hesitation because without San Jose, you don't have cruising culture, car culture, which affected the production of West Coast hip hop. Sure did, bro. Okay? We weren't sitting in the cold, shivering, listening to Walkmans, bro. We was out in the street with the doors open, with the tops down, banging real beats. Okay? But beyond that, all of the major club activity in the Bay comes from San Jose. So when you talk about all the way up, I don't care. I'm going to include Sacramento. 
even though they're not really the Bay technically. But I'm going to say from SAC all the way to San Jose, only San Jose had a had a consistent club culture. And a lot of that early club culture was teen culture, like 16 age clubs. Mm-hmm. And they helped hip hop thrive, man. They helped Studio 47, Mothers. People forget about Mothers. You had to be a teenager to get in there. All right? Like, but then you had the... The 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 twenty one and ups, the DB Coopers, the Paradise Beach. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Then you had the community centers like Hank Lopez. Hank Lopez you know held what I'm saying? down for so many, bro. I was doing Zulu events at Hank Lopez back in like ninety two, ninety one. All right. So people underestimate San Jose all the time. So I just want to take a minute to give props nah, to San bro, Jose. It's necessary because that was that was all part of the formula for me. So when it came to putting the book together, it always begins with the rhyme, bro. Cause that's right. where it began for me. But then after each one of those original compositions, I have a short reflection and then that's followed by an essay. And the essay goes deeper into the social, political commentary, historical analysis and critique. And that's part of like being able to truly uncover the educational power, the revolutionary educational power of hip hop. Yeah. So that's what it that's what it was. So phase one was Get the book done and get the videos because you know what I'm saying as as an MC, bro, it's necessary for people to get it directly from the source, right? Not off the page. But right. what does it sound like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Right. So I knew I'd get that done. And then phase two was get the curriculum built for it, and then also find more ways to make it an institutional reality beyond people purchasing the book, right? And then phase three, moving into. Uh, developing other forms for the book to be able to be experienced by people. So I got a stage play that I've been writing for it. Wow. And then I also have a documentary that I've been creating for it. And then audio book, second edition of the book. So all of these things, bro, and it all came at once. I knew it. I saw it in front of me. And so I've been moving through it and executing it. And so now that the curriculum is done. I'm holding the curriculum in my hand. For real. He, we're not talking, right? Like, first of all, I want you to just really, I don't care whether you are an artist. I don't care whether you are an educator. I don't care whether you are a thoroughbred entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying, with digital technology. I want you to listen to what that man just said. If you need to rewind it, seriously, skip back like a minute and listen to his strategy. Listen to his vision and understand that like, if you want to be successful for real, these are the elements that you're going to need. And also understand that there's nothing that he just broke down within himself that isn't in you. All right? Now continue. Continue. Yeah, bro. That's it. So I had the vision. So it's, but how many cats do we know that got vision? Right. A lot. Execution is key. And I believe that's one of the, that's one of the benefits, man, of coming from the Bay because we've seen cats execute. Yeah. Time and time yeah. again, man. Like building something amazing out of nothing. And nothing, so, dog. I, I knew it was time to execute. So that's why I used one of the first casts to hit up yeah. because I'd seen you do it, bro. Liquid Swords, Volume 1, Volume yeah, 2. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Bobby, Bruce, and the Bronx. <laughs> Bronx you know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. That, man, like so many ideas that you've had and how you've turned those things into tangible realities and then they became institutions. So I'm man. Like, I got to holler at Deesh. <laughs> no, nah, man. Um, you, you helped ran me make it a reality, it, bro. Because it's one thing, like making an album is one thing. Right. Me? Right, right. Doing a book, that was a new territory for me. Yeah. And so when you move into a new space, you're going to be confronted, or it's possible you'll be confronted with some insecurities, fears, all of that. But I was like, bro, the homies have done it before me. I can do it right, too. And can... I got this vision and that fear that I might be feeling or the insecurity I might be feeling is no excuse for not making it reality. Ooh. So, got to make it happen, bro. One more time for the people in the back, bro. That's real talk, man. I mean, it can't be. It's about the people. So, whatever psychological, physical things might be going on, that ain't an excuse. Yeah, I got a responsibility. So, you know, I think it's important that people understand how crucial it is to have a mission greater than yourself. Like, a lot of times, and and I promise you, when I say this, I'm going to hurt some feelings. But I promise you, I mean it in the best spirit, right? Like, a lot of times when you, when, when, when I look at at rappers who consider themselves political or social or whatever, one of the things that I hate 
and bothers me. And they don't even see their own demise when they become irrelevant so quick, even if they were really dope for a moment, is that very few of them actually do work in the hood. Like they actually just rap like about politics, but they don't be where the people are. They don't help the young women. They don't help brothers stay off dope and stuff like that. And then when some street rappers come along and kind of overtake that same area or whatever, then they get bitter and be like, oh, well, you know, corporate radio is messing me up, blah, blah. And it's like, but the kids don't know you, bro. Unless you are putting out a new album, you don't show up in the hood. No. Unless, you know what I'm saying? Like, like somebody got shot and you're trying to show up to be in the media photo, bro, like you're not there, right? And you only show up to, 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 to promote your mixtape or something like that. Man, listen, like... Tyson Amir was working in the clink years ago, helping women heal and learn. He was helping young black men and Latino men in the clink. Anybody, you know? And so, like, please, like, understand that, like, really doing this work, it's largely thankless. Understand that you have to love unconditionally from your heart and give and that you're always not going to get thank yous you're always not going to get oh you know i appreciate you sometimes you'll meet people that come in your life and go you know what i mean but i just want to say like tyson like i appreciate your history beyond your art mm. you know of of helping people could you could you speak about that for a quick minute bro i mean that's that's all part of that tradition as well and i i use that a lot but that's what i got whether it was through hip-hop and then my upbringing in my community in San Jose, but being part of the Greater Bay Area, which is Panther territory, bro. All my, a lot of my my elders yeah. came from the party or came from like yeah. Black revolutionary movements, and yeah. so they made it a very clear point that they wanted to instill in me and in the folks that I grew up with that we had to carry on that tradition. And yeah. so that understanding was clear that it's bigger than you. It's about how can you serve your people. Always. You're going to acquire whatever you acquire in your life. How can you use that to benefit yourself but also benefit your people at the same time? Always. And you got to stay tapped into what your people are going through. Yeah. You can't get in front of, you can't get too far behind. You got to stay with and walk with and fight with and struggle with your people. Now, let me ask you this, man. Like, you know, that's a very powerful statement and you're right, you know? But like one of the things that I've been wrestling with like personally, man, is like sometimes like, you know, a friend of mine told me, he was like, you know, like, you've helped hella kids, you know, in different hoods, and, 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 and you've helped some young adults. And he's like, but, but like, you, you know, where do you go with your pain? You know what I'm saying? And it was deep, man. It totally overtook me, man. Like, and, 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 and he's right. Be- because like I got depressed after my first two or three years of working in these schools, man. Because it was hard, like seeing girls who are brilliant fall into prostitution, yeah, seeing boys who have some fantastic academic minds get shot and killed over nothing, or you, or or go to jail because they use their mathematics to try to move weight and then they get gone forever. Like, how do you? How have you managed the trauma of the help that you? How do you manage the trauma you've taken on through the help that you've given? Uh, that's a that's a great question, man. And I've thought about it many different ways. I know one thing for sure is like part of the therapy for me, I guess if you yeah, want to use that therapy. is is creating, is is in the writing, is in developing the curriculum, is in developing the content and the programs and the institutions. Yeah. And the serving the people, bro, there there's something that allows me to not necessarily process but but to deal with some of that because i know, I know i'm mean. i'm not ignoring it i'm addressing it to the best of my ability yeah i mean right? that's really what my book was right like probably bruce in the bronx was like you know and my like, response I mean, you had to all of that a whole philosophy that you built into that yeah which is like a, a healing a healing formula yeah you know what i'm saying and, and that, those were formulas that i had to use just to stay safe myself you feel me but then like so with that even with that, the the formulas that we use and the formulas that we've created, I don't know if you can balance out the trauma, man. <laughs> Seriously. That's so true. It's, it's there. It's going to be there because the conditions that created it before we were born and the conditions that we're still trying to navigate through, them things are still real. It's not like we've been able to change it. So we're going to be impacted by it. And I think that's more of a a, a reality or 
kind of like a, an understanding that I've had to come to more recently. It's going to be there. It's going to be around me. Uh, I can only do so much to try to process it, deal with it, keep it at bay, but it's going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's pushing, really, man. it's really deep. Um, on a sidebar, I, I want to give a couple of shout outs real quick to people in San Jose who who have always kind of been dope to me. First, I want to shout out Mecca. You know what I mean? Kenny was happening. Um, um, oh man, I want I want to shout out Damone Carter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to shout out Ed Solis. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I really appreciate you guys. And there are like tons of artists um, that. You know, I'm not going to shout out, not because you don't exist, but you're such a long list. You know what I mean? It's a long list, bro. There's a lot of really dope MCs. That shoulders that I stand on, it's a long list. You know? I mean, like, it's it's hard for you guys to really kind of fully fathom, like, uh, how that is. You know what I'm saying? Joseph McClett. You know what I mean? Like, he was one of the original Zulus of San Ho, and I know that because I'm the one that first gave the... Infinity lessons to the first folks down in San Jose, but like, you know, Joseph, like, not only like was he in Zulu, but he was like, uh, uh, he got his teaching credential. And I remember even back then, like, not really understanding why he got his teaching credential. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, but you're like a dope MC, like, you're gonna be a teacher. And man, he's been teaching at Gunderson all these years. All these kids that he's helped, all like, he is a pioneer of hip hop ed in the South Bay, in the Bay. Period. For sure. You know what I mean? And so these are the things that a lot of times when people be on East Coast nuts, not really recognizing the, the thoroughbred uh, G's of the West Coast, like these are the stuff that, that hip hop ed people don't understand when when they look when they look at 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 hip hop in general, but specific, specifically in the Bay. You know, now as you've if you cultivated this stuff, like you've got this curriculum. What have you done with the curriculum? Where did you take it? Man, so that was phase two of the plan, right? So moving into phase two, I knew that creating the book was the first step. Mm-hmm. Got to do that. Mm-hmm. Because folks would see me, and it ain't like, I didn't put value in how people saw me because bro, I, I knew right. what I was you capable of, right? But I knew developing the book was a strategic move. Right. Because now folks would see me as an author. They would open up these other doors that right. they wouldn't necessarily open up if I walked in with a CD or an MP3 yep. or a mixtape. Yep. You feel me? So doors open because of the book. Young kids going crazy because they now pick up a book and be like, hey, bro, I ain't never read a book before, but I read your book. Right. And your book changed everything. Isn't it crazy me. when stuff yeah, like that, bro, people you hit me? you up out of the blue like that? that Off stuff, top. And that, that stuff, stuff still happens, out. right? So yeah. I knew that was going to happen. And then once that happened, it was like, all right, I need to hit people with the next step because this is demonstrating a new way that we can reach a whole bunch of these young folk, bruh, and then bring in so much other content that they need to be exposed to. So then it took a minute to develop the curriculum the way that I wanted it to look. But now that I got that, I got teachers that are piloting the curriculum all over the country right now. Wow. I got schools contacting me. I got school districts contacting me. Wow. We need this. And I built it, right? So it could be taught for English classes in middle school, high school. It could be taught for social studies classes, middle school, high school. It could be taught in arts classes, ethnic studies classes. But then beyond that, it could be taught in home schools. Wow. It could be taught in community spaces. Wow. It could be something that you know what I'm saying? You pull a couple of folks together and you turn it into a political education. Right. You know what I'm saying? Curriculum. You can, you can morph it, can it into what anything. the needs are. Because that's what hip hop has taught me. You feel <sighs> me? And then that's what my elders have taught me who created revolutionary movements. <sighs> right? We got to organize. We got to create the content. And we got to go out there and, and put it into the hands of the people. So that's what I've been able to do with the curriculum. And it's starting to move. Bro. So now, listen, man. Like, if you are in hip hop. Uh, and you love education, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to reach out to Tyson Amir, man. You need to, you need to, you need to look into him. You need to see if you can bring this on. If you're a teacher and you and you know your school doesn't really reach its children, especially black boys and girls. If you are an educator uh, in the college level, if you're an educator at any level, like this is the type of stuff that you need to be pulling into your realm because you know what? And I just want to have this conversation with you, like. I keep seeing a tug of war between charter schools and 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 public schools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and I'm gonna be really honest with you, bro. Like, American education is broken. Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel. I just feel like it's broken on both sides of the coin. However, and I know a lot of my uh, public school folks gonna be mad at me. I like charters better, and the reason why I like charters better is because they're fluid. 
Like I brought my program, San Francisco Unified School District. I worked for San Francisco Unified School District for hella years, bro, as a security guard. I couldn't get no real money out the city. Mm. I couldn't get no real. Why? Because like you'd be like, yo, I have a chess program. Oh, we have a chess guy. I don't care if you have a chess guy. He ain't bringing this. No. But they don't care because they got their little, right? Different districts got their little clicks. And if you can't get in the click, you're out. You're out for not just money. You're out for even being observed in a balanced manner. Okay? Totally different thing. If I go to a charter school and I'm like, hey, this is what I got. They'd be like, show me your curriculum. This is the curriculum. Cool. You need mats or boards? What do you need? And they got the money. And it's like, boom. And so... That's why I like the charters. At the same time, some charters that I've seen, they they have great slogans and they have great color schemes and they have great whatevers. However, they have new ideas that haven't been proven. And sometimes I feel like those kids get used like guinea pigs, right? We're going to start teaching them this new thing. But then like if it doesn't work, the kids just fall off and then it's oh yeah. too and, bad. And that's one of the, the criticisms that you can have of charters because there's not as much oversight certainly not as much regulation. They can take kids that, based on whatever metric you want to use, are not testing or the standard. Right. And they can be like, we ain't going to rock with those kids right? in order to keep themselves looking good. So I feel you on that. I mean, as you were saying, American public education or public education in the States just period has been losing, bro. And that's by design. It wasn't set up for properly educating black kids, brown kids, anybody else. It's been, you get into this thing in order to be exploited by the capitalistic white supremacist superstructure. And so whether that's happening in the public education space or that's happening in the charter school space, it's going to happen because that's what they're focused on doing. Right. What you're saying though is real, and this is also part of the philosophy, right, that I have with the, the phases, bro. I'm trying to occupy as much space as possible in public education because our folks need to have access to this content. And then yeah. by doing that, bro, breaking up these cliques, interrupting these folks who've been getting um, stacking loot, grandfathered yeah. in, and all of that stuff. And you ain't creating no dope program or you ain't no doing anything new. that's moving young people, yeah. but you still getting cashed out. Yeah. And so that's what it is, bro. And now that I've been able to do that by moving in with the curriculum, I've also created some new programming. You feel me? So I started this thing called the Black Literary Collective. Mm-hmm. So I got 10 authors, expanded to more authors, bro. You need to be part of the BLC. I'm you down. feel me? Because you, you are an author. You feel me? But like, we run programming throughout all the Bay Area and the different schools, man. And getting contracted and paid by the districts to do it. And yeah. we work with black students. We work with Latino students. But we bring in our own programming. Uh, we don't have to sacrifice our integrity. We don't have to compromise anything, bro, and bring real content to the people. Yeah, no. It's ill, man. And yes. so that's that's one of the things that we were talking about with the stuff with the uh, with San Francisco Unified coming up, with uh, Castro Valley, with the hip-hop class, all of that, man. We got it. So it's moving. And that's going to keep building. And I developed it in a way where it's a model that can be replicated all throughout the United yeah. States. So. I get some authors here in the Bay Area. We run the programming. Right. And they have to use our books as part of the curriculum when right. we go into the schools. Then I'll be able to build some in Los Angeles and do the same thing. Right. And then have LA Unified that way. I can go to Chicago and do the same thing. I right. can go to Atlanta and do the same thing. New I can York. go to Philly and do the same thing. New York as well. You feel me? So it's a model that can be replicated and we control the programming. And then we have that relationship. And then we can use those resources to build our own independent stuff outside of it. So we're not dependent on the institution. Yeah, no, I mean, this is all beautiful, man. And I hope people that you're tuning in, that you're not just like listening to him, but you're like getting a roadmap for your own path and whatever you're pursuing, man. Like, because that's what it's really about. You know, you got to understand. And I say it all the time because I want you to remember, you know, Bishop Chronicles should never be a place where you come to get led by me or led by anybody else that comes on the show. This is a place where you come to get game, to lead from the front for yourself, for your own mission, for your own purpose. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be exactly what we do. It doesn't have to even be for the same reasons. But if it gives you the ability to understand how to actualize the best that you're bringing to the planet, then 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 that's what we want, man, you know? Now, we you know, we've talked about you as an author, we've talked about you as as an MC, we've talked about you as a poet, but we haven't heard any of your poetry, bro. So I'm going to need you to really bless this mic one time. 
So what's up, man? Can you bless the mic one time? What you no got? Doubt, no what doubt, you got? man. Since I, I've been talking about tradition a lot. So, of course, you already mentioned the homie On Beats. So we got a group, Tyson On Beats. Yeah. Our new album is going to be called Tradition. And so bro, I love to spit that. I bring this into the schools a lot. And it's one way to demonstrate the power of hip-hop education. I mean, Beautiful. I, I spit this in front of the young people. They like, bro, who are you talking about? Why'd you say this? Why'd you say yeah. this? And it just opens up all of this. So let's go. It go. We on mission, trying to carry on tradition. You see, I know the government, listen, they fighting for extradition. They're wishing my right to the First Amendment be rescinded. Cause when I'm pinning these lyrics, the brothers and sisters in tenements hear it. They look in the mirror, they start feeling fearless. They follow me, marching down the block, Marcus Garvey, get peering in the flesh. For the second time, it's red, black, and green on the crest, black star line. We've been oppressed because they've been obsessed. They've been trying to suppress this intellect since Imhotep, the architect. But we stay building. I'm on my Benjamin Banner, Lewis H. Latimer, giving them light, the reason they mad at us. They prefer in the shadow while we shine in immaculate. They're green with envy, cause they can't manufacture it. Got the African continent on my amulet feet. Color of burned brass like Jesus of Nazareth. Every revolution needing a catalyst from the passages of Spook who sat by the door, the protagonist. I'm moving like I'm Sam Green, League and Green Fatigues, while these Uncle Tom Kermit sipping their green tea. Cause in these mean streets, the beast just want to feast. He just pulled up his seat, unfold his handkerchief. It's like dinner reserved, monsieur, bon appetit. The judges, the police, the government on the sneak. The saga never ceased. The cycle on repeat. The enemy on the creep. The torch was passed to me. I'm trying to carry on tradition for my people to be free. Let's get free. Tradition. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I told you I'll bring real killers on this mic, boy. I told you I know the realest. Didn't I say that? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, boy. That's, that's just the warm-up, though, bro. If you want, I'll give you the second verse. Man, give me get that second verse, boy. a whole nother level. Well, 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 the mic is yours, player. I got you. So it goes in like this. It says, prepare your mind for expansion. Can you fathom? We go from atoms to addom. Design intelligent all because of a pattern. It's intrinsic. They say the wisdom is infinite, and if a tip of a pen is dipped in oceans with reservoirs that are limitless to write a manuscript, you still couldn't extinguish it. Feel the rhythm of the algorithmic, the binary mind that's balancing the Tao in physics. If consciousness is existence that postulates possibilities endless, while oscillating between forces tremendous, contemplating source of beginnings, be dying the higher, Alpha Omega, we're looking for truth as it found in the Vedas, Adartha Gautama found in the shade of the Bodhi tree. And the potency of this poetry is somewhere on the level of what Odin speaks. Decipher runes and some Roman ruins on second viewing. Olmec statue knows is looking like it's Patrick Ewing. Tanakh chapters, Quran surahs, or it's Buddha sutras in a cipher with shudras. My hand jesters look like Buddha's mudras. They try to knock the hustle. You can't knock the knock the guru. They off that hulu doing dark side like Count Dooku. I make him woodoo on the steps of Pyramid Kufu. Holla Yahuru, keep on spitting out this black voodoo Traditions we carry be ancient A myriad of perspectives trying to explain what our place is A complicated arrangement of colored faces Different languages, animal, mineral, molecular matrix Heaven and hell reincarnation It's all sides of the same conversation The real question, is it evolution or elevation? Is it really the fit who survive at the soul and mind is stuck in stagnation? High technology but impotent moral interpretations? We ignore suffering by changing a station or playing with applications on a smart mobile device. Thousands in the social network but we can't socialize. Then wolves in sheep clothing and come and remove the wool from your eyes. And we reap what we sow. We got a spool full of lies. Tradition says the ways in the heart is not in the sky. Tradition says the ways in the heart is not in the sky. Tradition says the ways in the heart is not in the sky. And that's the reason why I carry on tradition. And may we carry on tradition for our people to be free. Power to the people. That's it. Yo, I got real goosebumps. Look at my arm. <laughs> real goosebumps. Wow, bro. That's tradition, bro. I love it. I love it, man. Thank you for being on, man. Like, you know, people 
when they uh when when we talk about hip hop and education, you know, like because it's a real thing, in some ways it has become a fad. And because it's become a fad, like any fad, you get some people in the mix that are like kind of corny or are riding like really thin rails that don't that don't have a lot of meat, you know, but mm. you are not one of those people. Nah, bro. You're not. What do you remember being something that hip hop taught you first? Like, what bro. do you remember? Like, I didn't really know this until, until hip hop. What it did, man, for real. Like, what it did for me, it, it gave me a proper way to be able to see. Like, all right, I had the elders that was like, but the Panthers are this. You need to know who Huey is. You know what I'm saying? You need to know who Malcolm is. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got you. I read that. I see that. Oh, I am inspired by that. But then when I started to see cats that I looked up to who were throwing Malcolm's name in their verses, you feel me? Who like were talking who? about like who? who? Huey, who were talking about the, the Panthers or talking about the revolutionary action movement, you right. feel me? I'm like, wait, hold up. Wait, this is what they were talking about. You feel me? And then right. so for it, to, for it to be presented to me in two different ways, but to have what I thought was like the illest culture telling me that this is raw and then the elders telling me that this was raw, I'm like, oh, this is really it. Then. I have to go after I got to be on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I remember hearing, what, like late 80s, 90s. Bro, I remember hearing some stuff from KRS. Yeah, KRS I remember was hearing, hard. Like Sex and Violence album. You feel me? Hard. You feel me? Uh who else uh, was on that? I remember hearing some old school, uh, like guru stuff. I remember him being on some stuff Manifest, like that. Yes, bro. Uh, Positivity. But then, like, some West Coast stuff, bro. The San Jose cast that I heard, yeah. it was on that. One, Raz cast, Nature of the Threat. Nature of the Threat is one of the hardest rap songs bro, ever made. That John. <laughs> I remember a couple of times, right? I'm in, I'm in a history class. Or in like a political science yeah, class, and in yeah. in uh, verses, well, some of the verses from Nature of the Threat come to mind, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what they were talking about, because dude already spit it for me in the verse, right. you feel me? So I already had a context for understanding these concepts, but then the way that Raz did it, he did it with a specific like critical lens. Yeah. So when I heard them talking about, it, I'm like, nah. That's not the way that Raz said it though. Yeah. You feel deep, me? Right? So there was so much that was being put. Forward, put forth by, you know what I'm saying, my my peers or the folks who came before me with the hip hop that they put me on, man. And for it to mesh with what the elders were saying, I, knew I just had to be all it. in. All in. You know, it's crazy you mentioned that. You know, I actually met Razkaz once in San Jose in <laughs> front of the Cactus Club. For sure. He was, he was, he was, he was getting ready to go in to perform. That, bro, that may have been a show that we put on, too. My, my Are you homies, serious? Bro, at the Cactus. We put on a whole bunch of shows at the Cactus. And I remember Raz came up. He came up with, I think he came up with Voodoo. And uh, who was the other cat that was in a click? I can't remember right now. But I remember Raz came, bro. I was out front with Alex Aquino, and, and I did a Screamer Serata at the time. I was horrible at Filipino stick fighting. I've always been garbage. <laughs> but he was like, yo, I think Raz trains in, in a Screamer or something, too. And like we just talked about that oh, for like five minutes, up. and then he went in. You know what I'm saying? But like that's crazy. You talk about martial arts and hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like that that's was dope. Yeah, bro. Dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then man. for it to be at the cactus, bro. Yeah. We put on shows at the cactus. Yeah, Cactus Club was large and in charge, man. Like if you was down if you was about anything in the South Bay, you made it to the Cactus Club at some point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the homies 107 production. That's Jay Dooley. That's BJ. All of us, bro. We used to put on them shows. Sick. We did that for like five years straight. Sick. Yeah, one time I did a show with with Dave Dub. Dave's the homie, man. <laughs> you, know you already know Dave is the homie. <laughs> Shamak, Shamak Congress, all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good times. Good times. Well, man, you know, thank you for coming on uh, Bishop Chronicles. I really appreciate you. If someone wants to get a hold of you, where where do they hit you? It's easy, bro. I mean, Tyson Amir. So that's. Go to TysonMere.com. I mean, you could do the Instagram stuff. Yep. The book, Black Boy Poems, that's a website, BlackBoyPoems.com. The curriculum is BBP curriculum, so BlackBoyPoemsCurriculum.com. It's easy, man. But Beautiful. we got to. We got we to tap in. We got to support one another, and we got to spread this, and we got to spread it the right way, because as you're saying, man, you got people who are moving into this area, and they're trying to appropriate 
what we've built in very real ways that was rooted in solid tradition and has the impact because it was rooted in solid tradition and they trying to cherry pick from it yeah. and turn it into some new commodity. They Columbus and so, Yeah, they bro. Think, they can't, but they can't do that to our stuff, nah, bro. Nah, never. Nah. You know what I'm saying? So we got to do it. We got to support one another on this, man, and spread it. Yeah, not as long as Uncle House uses out here it. walking, you heard? I'm going to keep keeping that realness out here. As long as the Black Dragon of the West Coast, West Side is out here, it's not happening, It's bro. not going to happen, You bro. know what I'm saying? So, you know, thank you, nah, uh, bro, thank Tyson, you. for coming on, man. And um, do you have any upcoming shows or, or, or uh, man, college well, you events? Know, like, what's happening? We, I'm, I'm finna go uh, see what's up with them cats out there on, on the East Coast. So All June right. 1st, I'm going to be at the hashtag Hip Hop Ed conference presenting the curriculum beautiful because i'm i'm serious about that bro i'm trying to get this everywhere and so tell all my east coast homies that said what's happening they Throw need to slide through me. they need to pull up bro and, yeah. and we need to build in a real way you know what i'm saying see what some of this west coast panther mind can do for y'all bro for real you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying we got scholars too out here bro <laughs> we got scholars too out here on the west coast bro nah, I'm just... <laughs> nah bro but they need to know we that do though, though you know bro <laughs> we really do you know what i'm saying um but yeah, man, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a part of Bishop Chronicles. Obviously, we got to have you back. And, you know, uh, if you ever are trying to promote anything, you know, consider this as, as, as one of your default platforms. It's all good, bro. Okay. Much love, man. Much love. Peace. All right, y'all. You know what it is, man. Adisa Benjoko, you know what I'm saying? FarsideTV.com. You know what I'm saying? This is Side Life Radio. You know what I'm saying? This is Bishop Chronicles, boy. You know what I'm talking about? We bring you that realness like all the time. We lace in your cranium with that vibranium. So soak it in, you know what I'm saying? And go do something with it. All right? Peace. Teacher, what style is that? Right, 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 right with me. <laughs> it's my own secret technique. <laughs>